Welcome to the very first episode of the two-week check-in. I am your co-host, Zaria. I'm Heather Lee. (laughs) And uh, we're going to open up the podcast with our our poems that that we wrote. um, That is in relation to the topic we're going to discuss today, which is divine femininity. So... Um, I've got my poem here, Heather Lee's got her poem, and uh, we're going to read it and interpret it and, and really just talk about it and talk about, you know, what it means to us. So I, I think I'm ready to read my, my poem. You ready, Heather Lee? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. I wanted, I wanted erased, removed, stripped out, and redone. A whole new carpet of hair is what I want. I want it to be made like new. And if we have to, just slap some glue and throw me a wig because I ain't never seen hair like this. Is it too late to say I want to be bald or that I'd rather be enthralled with longer and looser, not tighter and coarser? Am I only in the game when there's no one left to play? Will I always be this way? Are we loved and likable or are we just pushed aside and manageable? Why am I feeling this way, treated like this? Even my smile is being dismissed. I've grown tired, I've grown exhausted. And little me can understand why she's being taunted by the very people that say, I love you. But you is not the problem, and it never was. And neither are your curls. See, the world isn't ready to digest the beauty that lies within, or rather, on, your zigzag coils defy gravity, change form and shape like a magic trick. And every time that you let that hair loose, you set yourself free from the very thing that society says you're not. You got that bounce back, that soft sway. So don't you ever go feeling that way. I love you and that's what matters because I'm the only one that treats you like the queen you deserve to be and already are. Wow. I love hearing it for the second time. <laughs> I I just love how it feels like a love letter to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can we can dive briefly into it and then we can, you know, jump into to yours. Um, because yours is definitely so powerful. Um, and, and the words that you spoke that I think resonated so much with me. Um, and I think in and my, my poem, like to your point, it was a complete love letter to myself, but also like to, you know, other like girls that, that have the same hair texture as me. And um, I think I was kind of telling myself, you know, little me, um, these encouraging words that, you know, she kind of didn't see uh, for herself. Um, and for the longest time, like I saw my hair in that way, being unmanageable, people telling me that my hair was unmanageable, um, you know, going through this whole up and down scenario of dating or friendships, um, society, even family internally, you know, um, yeah. saying certain things about your hair you know, or you getting a certain look um, that you just know that something's wrong, going into the hair salon and, and them saying that your hair's 
probably more difficult to manage or deal with. Um, and, you know, I didn't really want to see my hair as something to deal with or as a problem. And I think for the longest time, I saw my hair as being a problem. And of course, when it's stuck on your head, you're born with it. It's like, okay, if my hair is stuck on me, it's in me, it's a part of me. And am I a problem? You know, and, and you really start to like, deep dive into that internal self. And I think when I was younger, I really couldn't express those emotions or feelings. And um, it really hurt me in a lot of ways in becoming this like feminine woman, um, because I think, you know, your hair is, is a piece of you and it kind of brings out energy and um, that like exudes this energy. Um, and I think it, it tells a lot about who you are, how you treat your hair. Um, your hair is, is your crown and, and it should be treated as such. And I think when you don't take care of it, um, people see that you may not be taking care of yourself either, which kind of connects to how you treat yourself or view yourself. Um, so I think in this case, this poem was like something that I needed. It was like a talking back and forth between my negative self and this, the person that I want to be and like promote to the world and myself. Um, and I think like, I rarely say I love you to myself. Yeah. And I, I think like, we as women, you know, treat ourselves in such a way where it's like, we can be so degrading. And I don't think we take a second to, we're always taking care of everybody else. But we never take care of ourselves. And I think if we just take a moment within the day and just like, hey, I love you, right? We're always telling other people, I love you, I care about you. Why can't we give ourselves the same grace? And I think if we do that, then we truly are able to kind of come into our own. And um, I think my last point would really be about like the inner me or my little me. Um, if we don't deal with, you know, certain issues, or we don't let go of a lot of the trauma or turmoil that we experience as, you know, little us, um, whether it was from five years ago, 10 years ago, um, we'll never be able to truly heal. And we'll never be able to truly exude that feminine energy that I think um, a lot of us women are, are wanting, but haven't dealt with our like, past issues or even current issues and we haven't like let them go to truly be at peace yeah well I'm glad you wrote it because we this is about reclaiming identity and hair is so sacred especially for women it is so much part of our identity so um, we should dig more into that I think there's like parts of us when we talk about femininity that is part like truly part of our identity that you know we need to reclaim and we need to stop giving power away. So anyway, I loved it. Thank you for sharing that with the world. Um, anything else about, about any of those lines or any takeaways that, again, you were writing kind of for yourself, but others? Um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, even now, like, you know, you're seeing my natural hair and it's all of its glory. Um, and uh, I, I'm so glad I get to record this with my with my hair um, being this this curly because 
I think for the longest time, I did not want to wear it out. Um, and uh, I think the line where I said, you know, your zigzag coils defy gravity, change form and shape like a magic trick. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think like magic tricks are sorcery, but I think it's beautiful, right? Like the fact that like my hair can be so many different you know, for in versatile ways where it's like some people may not have, you know, that ability to do that. My hair can be very thick one day and curly, you know, the fact that like my hair has so much shrinkage and then it can be stretched to inches long. Um, the fact that I can just try out different hairstyles and still be me and that still be a part of me. Um, I think there's beauty in that. And I think um, the world is really starting to to see that piece of me because I'm starting to really love my hair. Um, and I think that's a part of me finding out like who I am and being connected to, to myself. Um, so I think like, I think it does when you're in terms of talking about like feminine energy, it relates to maybe even the hatred that you may have for yourself, your body, your hair. I think it all starts with an internal energy and being able to kind of diffuse whatever negative energy that you have about yourself helps you to bring out this, this love for yourself. And then the world will see that too. That's beautiful. I'm so glad you're able to reclaim. And I'm gonna watch the journey with your hair on all the episodes. Great. <laughs> I know you're gonna see a lot. You're gonna see a lot this summer, especially just yes. my hair changing. It's gonna change this week again, so. <laughs> Oh, that's even, okay, we'll dig into that too. Uh, we'll dig into that too, because it's like the ever-changing. That kind of goes with the last line of mine. So <clears throat> are you are you ready? You need to... Yes, I'm so ready. Please, like, go ahead and read it. I've been waiting. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, take one. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> to maintain my femininity is survival. I can't seem to wear the masks you all want me to. I forget how to pretend, but also I'm pretending all the time. Unlike you, I trust my inner rhyme. I know that I'm divine and I know that it's all mine, but to maintain my womanhood, they write it up as crimes in these times. Their inner work is somehow mine. No boundary lines. I wish it felt more divine. I wish it didn't lie. To maintain what it is to be a woman and mom, to be mixed, to have kids, to have worries, to have stories, to maintain my demeanor, my, to maintain my weight, what I wear and what I say, maintaining light, maintaining strength. They light you up only to come back around and tell you that you're not good enough. Damn, if only I didn't show face, if only my heart and my soul tried harder to be fake. My cover is always blown. And I can't let go because a woman that's true to herself makes envy. It feels heavy. It's not friendly to you. My existence, it must comfort, be nice, be soft and be sweet, be pretty in pearls, but don't raise your voice, girl. Do not get that tone. No one can handle that crazy girl swirl. So dull it down and bite your lip, button up your busty slip, backward step to the mothership, your golden whip. They're done with it, but we're down with it. We're down with this. They're so scared to go crownless and we live free. We are boundless. We are the divine feminine 
We surrender and we go with the flow of the growth of becoming a woman over and over and over again, my divine feminine. You know, I think I might cry, you know, I, you know, again, like, it doesn't matter probably how many times I hear it. it. It's like, it hits me every time. It hits me every time. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so much to unpack in, in all of those lines. And the fact that you were not only speaking to so many women, but you were also speaking to yourself. And I think that's, I love when poetry can be very, very personal, um, but also feel like you can resonate with it as well. You can resonate with the story. Um, there's a lot that I want to say, but I'm going to let you speak on it first and then, and then I'll say what I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this topic when the second we chose it and um, you're right, it's like, there's a part of poetry that really needs to be for you. And like, if we're doing this podcast, it's about reclaiming identity. So it's about like getting in there. And for me, it's like, my femininity, it feels like sometimes it's um, like, I've observed throughout the 30 some years I've been alive, like what's accepted and what's rejected when it comes to being a woman. Yeah. And like, when, when we were younger, it's like, we kind of molded ourselves and we're like, okay, we like watched that very closely. And we, and we saw, okay, women have to be kind of like this. Women can't be like that. And we like these things that we like calculated in our, in our minds about how to be. And I think right now I, I'm excited. This is our first episode because divine femininity. It's like, that is what a lot of us are feeling when we say like, Hey, we're going to make our hair be natural. Hey, we're, we're gonna like just wear our like our tees and not wear makeup. Like we're gonna speak freely on our Instagram stories. Like we are done like being told kind of how to be. And like, it's like so heavy to maintain like all these things. Like I talk about weight, you know, I talk about being a mom. There's so much to maintain there, but like you end up losing and having to reclaim a lot of what's actually sacred about your identity when you try to like fit yourself into these molds, you know, of what a girl and a woman's supposed to be. So I'm really glad it resonated with you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, when I, when I heard it, it it's like, for one, um, I think being a woman period is so difficult, so hard on um, like, we're always trying to like, put on 20 million different hats and even in the 20 million different hats we try to put on it never seems like one of them fits correctly ever um you know someone yeah. is always wanting something to be different changed rearranged pulled apart um and it's it's very frustrating right it's like you know people tell you not to live for other people but it's almost as as if sometimes it can be hard when it's like the world is expecting you to be a certain way. Um, and if you are not that certain way, it's like, okay, we're not going to really accept you to any degree and in, in any possible way. Um, and I think like, again, relating to being feminine and, and coming into my own, um, I, I don't want to, to pretend to be a certain way just to fit within a mold of, of, of society, of 
friendships of a man, um, you know, in certain relationships. And I think for so long, that's what kept me from, you know, being positive about myself, um, being able to let go of a lot of things. And I think we as women have to, there's strength in our grace, you know, and I think like there's strength in taking back our power, taking back, um, you know, what we, what we give out. Um, and I think like being feminine is not just like the way that we look, right. That that's a piece of it. That's a piece of how we carry ourselves. Right. But, you know, it's as simple as like walking with grace, you know, walking with, with elegance and pride with our head held, held up high, knowing that like, we know who we are. So it doesn't matter if anyone wants to say anything about, you know, you, you know who you are enough to be like, okay, I know what's the truth. I know it's real. And I know what I can speak about, you know, and promote this energy that no matter what, at the end of the day, I don't regret the things that I did. Um, and I, I think that's something to, in another segue, but, you know, just like having to um, be a certain way within corporate, be a certain way in your your households, be a certain way with friends, be a certain way with your partner. Like you're all these different ways and somehow you're still trying to find you. Um, and yeah. uh, Sorry, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you a question about that because like my first line about maintaining femininity being survival, like I also was texting you in the last two weeks about how at work and I work in corporate that I felt like I had to exude a lot more masculine energy. Um, and I had heard this on a different podcast and I just wondered like if you wanted to add color to it is, you know, like this idea that when you're a boss or when you have a high power job or you work in tech or whatever it is that, you know, women have said this, like, I have to uh, like exude this other energy and balance, you know, for me, it's about balance. So like, you know, again, I feel like the femininity sometimes like it, it doesn't get as much shine because I'm at work and I'm like doing the like masculine stuff. Like, do you feel yeah. that way as well with your job and any other yeah. Um, I feel like in the past, you know, like I'm, of course now, like I'm still coming into my own, I have a lot to learn, but I'm trying to become more comfortable. Right. Um, and as a, a black woman specifically on my experience, like, I feel like society already like sees us as aggressive. So projecting that aggressiveness and quote unquote anger, um, is already what they expect, right? So they already don't really expect us to be feminine. You know, they see us to a degree in a masculine way. And um, I, as, as I'm learning to exude this feminine energy, I'm learning to be a boss, but walk and speak with grace and calmness and peace. Because I think like when we let our anger go, that's when we let our peace go. And that's when we again, as I mentioned before, like given that power to other people to take control and to say freely whatever they want or to project this idea of who we are. Um, and I've seen so many different, very, you know, strong in their place, like not in their place, but like just strong women 
of just like who have walked in a room and commanded respect in such a way that it was like she didn't have to yell she didn't have to scream she didn't have to curse somebody out she didn't have to go off you know um some people may not have liked her she probably didn't care you know but no one could say that she was being disrespectful she said it in a respectful way she didn't her voice was just very subtle and calm and but she still got her point across to where it's like hey if you cross me there's going to be problems and it's the most scariest thing and i think um for people who ever watch the the cosby show i always look at um claire huxtable um to like her feminine energy of like being in this space where she was this powerhouse, right? Which ultimately some people could see her as being aggressive, but like the way that she held up her own within the show, the way her style, her dress, you know, was very classy. But when you crossed her, yeah. like you, you knew. And I think that's the goal. Like you're trying to, you know, show a person like, hey, you made me upset without you exuding this this anger and hostility. And I think that's like that line that we're trying to find, like where where is that? Um, because I feel like sometimes men can can easily, like if we even raise our voice, you know, above an, our normal octave, it's like, oh my goodness, she's getting angry. She's getting upset. She's causing a fuss, you know? But then it's like, if you're being in this quiet voice, it's like, well, you're not, you're not being the boss that we hired you for. We're not, you know, you're not doing your job. Um, but it's like you, you being a mother, I mean, you want to exude this, this kindness and grace and loving, you know, way of, of being a leader. And I think that's, that's powerful in itself too. Um, I don't think you see that enough because sometimes when you see women and they're, leadership being this like sometimes you see women they can be scary where you may not even want to approach them mm -hmm. um because it may seem like they're you know upset all the time but it's like I want to move into this this space I don't know if we'll ever get that way but move into this space where we can find that balance and I know it's hard but we have to figure out what that balance is for ourselves too yeah yeah no i couldn't say i couldn't say it better better myself like we don't have to you know surrender like one of my favorite lines was that we are boundless like a, a, our energy wants to be free to kind of express how we are and be how we are and work is one of those places where it's like we are constantly having to like recalibrate like our masculine yeah. and feminine energies and like figure out what's the right uh, ratio here. Um, and, and you're right, like my hope is that we all can just like exist and be in any space at work, at home and, and not have to do that constant recalibration for everybody else around us. Cause we love ourselves, like what your poem said. And you know, like a sneak peek to my next poem is that like, I, I snuck that in there too. Like, hey, I love, I love you. Like how often do you say that to yourself? Because the world is, is telling you go faster, you're not good enough. Like I want more from you. So, yes, do we want to, um, 
do we want to say anything about how we're translating like what we express and what we felt this next two weeks into our second episode because i feel like you were we were in our first we were in our first you know poet poem and then and then we had our second topic just come which i think is like really cool because you know we're just living life you guys like for those who are listening like we we are doing this like raw and uncut about like what's in the energy like what's in the air right now for us so um i wondered if you wanted to give a little nod to our next just, just a little bit you know um i think like what we talked about today like our voices right and i think like we as 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 women but then also like just the space that you and i are in is like we're constantly using our voices, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, was there a time where we did feel like silenced and where we didn't feel like, of course, that goes back to the whole feminine energy where it's like sometimes we feel like it's best for us. It may be best for us or really best for everyone else if we just shut up, right? If we were quiet, if we were silent. Um, but where where does that, how far do we want to go with our silence? How far do we not want to express ourselves? I think like we can still, and that's what I kind of thought, you know, younger me um, thinking like, okay, well, if I stay quiet, then there won't be any issues. I'll keep peace. Everyone be happy. Everything's good. Right. But I wasn't happy. And yeah. so, you know, as I'm coming into my own, as I'm coming into my own femininity, like, it's like, I'm trying to find that balance of using my voice, but still keeping my energy at bay, keeping my energy at peace, you know, at a nice balance, because it's so easy to, once you get riled up, you lose that peace, that energy lets loose and it goes absolutely crazy. And um, I think that's the one thing about what, where's that line and and uh, is there even a line and um, how, how should we use our voices? How should we be using our voices? And in, and in what way? Yeah, and, and is silence dead? You know, like, are we, I really, I really connected with that idea that silence is dead. Like when you talk about your hair and, and wearing it, how you want to wear it freely like in that way maybe when you were younger like we all did you're silencing yourself even by how you're doing your hair right like you're not letting it be the wild free bounce back curl girl um so I i'm excited for next week i think um i think that women right now are feeling this way like hey like why didn't i speak up or use my voice earlier I think we're all like almost wanting, like almost like wanting to use it like a lot more because of the many, many years we lost to just, again, fitting our femininity into little boxes of like, when I want to be girly, I'm over here. When I want to be athletic, I want to be here. If I want to be a smart girl, and then it's, it's never bleeds through like to one person. It's like compartmentalizing ourselves. So silence is a huge thing that's, uh, is, is dead. <laughs> like you said. Yeah. And I, I cannot wait to like, there's already so much that I want to talk about. Like you've already got my gears turning and in, in what I want to say um, for episode two. Um, but I'm going to definitely hold back for now. I'm going to keep my silence for now <laughs> um, and, uh, and wait, you know, 
Um, but is is there any you know last takeaways that you that you want to give um, Heather Lee like to our audience, the people that are listening, or even even to me, you know, just you and me. Yeah, I mean, I would say like just keep expressing like one to our li- like our listeners. I would, this idea that you and I were like, we felt like we were writers and we felt like we lost that. Like there's so many other things going on, but the second we decided to like have our voice again and reclaim, we got to writing. And that, and like in just two or three weeks, I can feel that from you and me, like that change. So I don't know, I would just see like to people like start writing again, like look at our topic for this week and next week and and like self-express and share with us in the comments if, um, you liked our the week one poems, what you felt about it, you know, if it triggered anything in you, we would love to hear from all of you. So what about you? Yes. Um, well, first off, I would definitely have to agree with you. I think even being coming into your own femininity is, is being able to express yourself creatively. And I think like us writing these poems, like we came up and we're like, okay, we want to write poetry. And I think that's a another level of like therapy and like letting go and really just releasing all that negative energy. So I definitely say like find ways to express yourself, whether that's writing, singing, painting, anything to really just let go and release that negative energy and really coming into your own energy. Um, I definitely strongly, strongly encourage. Um, But I would also say like, to my audience in these next two weeks, give yourself grace. You know, like, I feel like we don't give ourselves enough grace, right? We're trying to do all these things. We're trying to find out who we are. And in that, we feel like we can't really make that many mistakes, right? We have to be perfect. I know I'm definitely guilty of it at times um, of trying to fit into this mold or trying to be perfect, trying to be perfect in my job, trying to be perfect in my friendships, a relationship that I may be in, like all these different phases with my family. And, you know, you have to realize like in the day we're still human, you know, we're not like, I think society tries to put up in this pedestal, like we're super women, super woman, like we can't make mistakes. And that kind of hurts us in a way by putting us in this idea, this trope that like we can do no wrong. So when we come into the world, we come into work, that's what they expect from us. And so I definitely think like in these next two weeks, give yourself grace, you know, um, give yourself peace. You deserve it. Um, And even if that's treating yourself this week, in the next two weeks um, and giving yourself time to heal is, is key. Yes. And one more thing, like, you know, this idea of the two week check-in is, is because we have checked in on each other. And so I think that's one last thing that if you do find yourself like, I'm painting again, I'm drawing or writing again, like share it with somebody and use it as a, as a tool to be like, I'm gonna check in on you. Like, you wanna do this with me? Like, I think it's again, like therapy is so many different things. Art is so many different things. Expression, like that's our femininity right there. So sharing, sharing is caring. That's why I love that we're doing this. So thank you, Zaria. I'm so excited. Thank you. And you guys share with us, okay? We'll, we'll be posting um, throughout these next two weeks. And so just share to us, like, what you guys think, what, you know, you guys will, will be doing in terms of your two weeks. Will you guys be checking in? 
Um, and, and we literally cannot wait to, for you guys to hear our story, more of our story and share more of our world to, to you guys. Yes, raw and uncut every two weeks. We will uh, check in later. See you next time on the two-week check-in. Bye, Zaria. Bye, everybody. Bye, Heather Lee. Bye, everybody.